Hello, this is your self-help podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive. With insights for personal branding, personal development, publishing, and interviews with young entrepreneurs. Now here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Hey, now if you're hungry and ready for change, this is the podcast to listen to. Now let's get started today. Hello, welcome to another edition of your self-help podcast. In this particular edition, we focus on personal branding and building corporate brands. I uh, bring you excerpt from the just-ended Personal Branding Summit Rebrand 14, uh, where the speakers spoke on various subjects of branding, corporate, and personal brands. Five minutes excerpt from their presentation. Albert Okran, keynote speaker and executive coach. Linda Na, communication and marketing experts. Nanakedia brand design strategist, Ofikujo international renowned musician, radio and TV hostess, Selma Alfred Betepe, entrepreneur and brand consultant, Jennifer Ajuman, image consultant, and Bernard Kelvin Clive, lifestyle entrepreneur and Amazon best-selling author. Be inspired by this to build and position your brand. The full length of their presentation will be available later for purchase. You'll be updated on that. So enjoy this five-minute presentation, each from all the seven speakers, to position your brand and business. Rebrand. Enjoy this. See yourself as a CEO. It doesn't matter who you work for. It doesn't matter who writes your check every month. See yourself as a CEO of a brand called Me Incorporated. Tell yourself that it doesn't matter who pays me. I am a brand. The brand is me incorporated. When you go to multinationals, they have a brand manager for each product. That person is supposed to meditate on that brand day and night. That's what R. Kelly said. I think about it night and day. So think about your brand night and day as a CEO of a company, me incorporated. That means that craft a deliberate strategy. Friends, your strategy will determine what you will do or not do. Because for some people, the word yes is fine, but the word no has not yet entered our vocabulary. It's not every open door that's an opportunity. Some things will just water down your brand. You must say no to some functions, no to some opportunities, no to some invitations, no to some associations. Some of them, they just weaken what you have. True or false? Not everybody. You don't work for everybody. Yes. That's why when you have multiple choices, there's yes and there's no. No to is there. Say no sometimes. Deliberate. So, see yourself as a CEO of Me Incorporated. Redefine your career. Take responsibility for drafting or crafting a deliberate strategy. Think about things. Don't just say, oh, and the person asked me. No. It's not about asking. What will add value to what you have? You've built this over the years. My friends, it takes a long time to build and a short time to destroy. Go and see a demolition exercise. <laughs> Brand demolition is easy. Number two, identify your field or area. People say, oh, every, everything to is there. No, it's not. I can't do everything. And they say, I'm a speaker. Even as a speaker, I can't speak on everything. If you tell me to speak about neurophysics and astrophysics and... No, I don't understand anything about genetics. 
and there's nothing shameful about it. But come into my lane. That's when I'll meet you there. And say, but you, you will not have enough. I can assure you, my friends, that if you become a master in a particular field, they'll call you from Germany, they'll call you from Australia, they'll call you from the U.S., so strengthen yourself in something that you are so good at that when, when it comes up, they will talk about you. Number three, commit to excellence, best practice. It's very easy to find the mediocre way of getting things done. Oh, this one too is not bad. No, it is bad. <laughs> Tell somebody it is bad. Commit to excellence. Push for best practices. That means that you must be obsessed with how the very best people in the, in the field do things. I spend all my money, all, on buying the work of masters in my field. Global level. When they say, oh, you are number one in this region or you are number one in this country. Listen, it's not a, it's not a local or regional or national issue. It's a global and transgenerational issue. I don't want somebody to say, oh, for a Ghanaian speaker, he's not bad. What are you talking about? <laughs> I must stand toe-to-toe with any person anywhere in the world and stake my claim without apology. For that to happen, I got to work. Senior, I got to say and bring some things to the table that will make somebody scratch their heads in Washington. And it won't come cheap. You got to work it. Best practice. Number four, invest time and money. You want to be a thinker. You want to play ball on the highest level of, of, of the thinking economy, the knowledge economy, and you don't have a library. How can you participate in the knowledge economy? See that if you have more books, more shoes than books, you are a worker. <laughs> Not a thinker. Budgets don't lie, schedules don't lie. The things that matter to you, you spend money on them. You tell somebody, I love you, spend. <laughs> invest time, invest money. The things you are passionate about, God so loved the world that He did what? He gave. You got to spend on what you believe in. And so if you see me at the airport with two suitcases, pulling them, excess luggage and so on, it's not dresses. It's books, videos, material, workbooks. Why? I want to be good at what I do. Invest time and money. Number five, innovation. Superior service. Service excellence is the key. People make service decisions on a few pillars. Your cost, your, your, your pricing is one your quality is one. The speed is one. If you want to establish a corporate brand before you start, you must on your own conceive the kind of personality that you want to create about your organization. When you start recruiting people and working with them, you must identify their values and their values must align with the values that led you in establishing the business and how you want to go about stuff because your employees, your resources, your everything about your organization will create the image and that is what consumers will use in judging you. 
Having then done all of this, you need to strategize to then say, okay, I have established my business, Kojo Mensa Enterprise, or what kind of business do we want to call it for another? <laughs> okay, so assuming it's an enterprise, it doesn't matter. You start from somewhere, start local, and then you go global. You have your name, you have identified the vision. There's something I forgot to mention in the last slide. Your vision, where do you want to go? Your mission, what do you want to provide and how do you, do you get to the vision you want to create for your brand, you have created for your brand? When you have done all of this, the next step is now to sit and strategize. And in developing a strategy, there are key things you need to look out for. First question I will say you need to ask yourself is to identify who you are as an organization. The mass, I talked about the brand personality. Who are you? How do you want to be described? What do you want people to say about you? How should they talk about you? When should they talk about you? So the under, define who you are. And I gave an example, for instance, a telecom company that wants to provide voice and data services to facilitate personal and business links. So this is what you are into. And who do you want to sell to? You cannot just start a business and say, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm going out there and I'm going to provide me enterprise or she enterprise or a telecom company or whatever delivery services you want to do. What do you, who are you going to sell to? You need to define your target. Unfortunately, we can't go too much into it, but in defining your target, you need to look at their demographics, their age, their lifestyle their behaviors, what they, like, they are, what they like and they don't like. You need to understand them. Am I speaking to children? Am I speaking to teenagers? Am I speaking to university students? Am I speaking to young executives? Am I speaking to corporate organizations? Who do I want to sell to? Is it a consumer business, business to consumer, or it is a business to business where you only deal with corporate organizations, but business to consumer, you are dealing with individuals. So you need to identify the target group then ask yourself where am I going and over here the question is do you want to for instance be number one in the industry do you want to start local and say I'm starting in only Accra and I want to stay in only Accra so people can say oh I'm a small brand or do you want to start from Accra go to Kumasi and become you know get nationwide and then move outside of Ghana how do you want to get there and strategy, basically, strategy is about having a well-cut-out plan to guide you in getting to where you want to go or what you want to do. It's basically about plan. And this plan is very well-cut-out. So how do I get there? And I use the telcos again because that's where I've been most of the time. So, for instance, do I want to provide affordable services to people like maybe Expresso? Do I want to provide quality service for people so they can always use me, especially when it comes to Internet? Unfortunately, I'm not sure any of the telcos can boast of very quality service. What about customer service? Do you want to be the most friendly you know, organization, well customer oriented, where you understand your customers and you try to meet their needs all the time? How do I get to where I want to go? Assuming you want to be the number one, um, let's say, food delivery agency, or you want to be the number one um, textbook delivery to all university schools. 
it depends. Whatever it is you want to do, know who you are, know who you want to sell to, know where you want to get to, and then ask yourself, how do I get there? What are the things I need to put in place to get there? In getting there, there are two things you need to look at. The internal and then external. But before I get into that, I will go straight into the brand strategy. What I just talked about is general strategy development. Now, in developing your brand strategy, you need to have an objective for the brand. And this is informed by the general strategy development principle. The who, the what, the where, the how, the when. But the context is what gives it its value. It's what makes you understand what the brand actually is. So now if I say what is a brand, and you say, okay, the brand is not the advertising, it's not the, the message, it's not whatever, it is the context in which my message is received. No one now tell you about your packaging. Nobody will tell you about your naming. Nobody will tell you about the colors you want to use. Nobody will tell you about how you want to position it. Because if you believe that the message you want to send, what context can you use to deliver that message? You're onto your way in creating, you know, high-level brands that deliver. But we all know, you know, I can create a brand, but you interpret it. People interpret what the brand actually means. So, in essence, branding, you know, is a, a social creation of meaning. We can all create all the brands that we want. I think we're speaking about a bit about MTN um, just a few a few minutes ago, and. It's MCN can say, oh, we do A, B, and C, but we have a certain, you know, collective meaning, you know, as to what MTN stands for um, in our lives. These brands, for example, they might have created it differently, but we interpret them differently. What does Disney stand for in our minds? Okay, family entertainment, cartoons, etc. Apple. Okay. BBC. What kind of news? <laughs> and Google, for example. You know, information, organized, etc., etc. So these companies, um, you know, have set themselves apart by trying to let us, um, by trying to marry what they are setting out and the, the perception that we have of those companies. And that is the, the, the problem that most um, brands find themselves in, in trying to marry people's perceptions and what it is that they are offering. So I'm hoping that this discussion about the future of brands will make that clearer. Um, Albert Okren showed us um, a couple of pictures of uh, important people and everyone was quick to identify them. Do we know who this fellow is? <laughs> okay. But we've heard the name we've heard the name Maverick. If I say somebody's a maverick, what does it mean? Great. So this fellow is called Samuel Maverick and he gave his name to this whole idea. Why is he important when it comes to brands? Um, in early days, you know, branding, the word brand stood for burning marks on cattle. Because I want to identify my cattle, so I burn an Acadia on it, or I burn some symbol of some sort which represents, um, you know, my property. He had a cattle ranch and decided he can't brand his cattle. Why? Because it's inhuman. You know, why would I want to 
put this hot um, hot metal on the on the back of my cattle, and so by doing that, he became like a pariah. Like, uh, what what do you mean you can't brand these kind of things? Do you want to steal all the unbranded cows? <laughs> You know, in the in the community. So when he set up, you know, by by decided not to brand, so this unbranded idea came about, where he was now seen as somebody who, you know, goes against the status quo. Da da da. Hence, his name is what we now use. Um, you know, when we talk about mavericks and people who are against the grain. So in future, when you see that picture, that's the fellow. So he started this whole idea, this unbranded idea. Now, you know, we, we talk about brands and we are branding things. We are branding things with our name and our logo and our color and all those codes and God knows what. This company called Muji, Muji is a Japanese word for no brand. So the brand of Muji is actually a no brand. There is no brand. I don't know whether that makes any sense. So by having a no brand, it's actually a brand. <laughs> So how, I mean, a different way of trying to stand out because it's everybody, oh, my color is red and this, the shade of red is not correct. This is not working. My, my font, my, this, and all that headache goes away. And rather focus on the aspect, you know, the beauty, the simplicity of their products. And again, you can see that and it stems from this maverick idea. So in creating our own personal brands and our company brands, our product brands, let's bear this in mind. Just because, you know, red is a very passionate color doesn't mean you should use red because you are doing you know, stuff or <laughs> anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Brander, the Norse word for brand, this is about 2,000 years old. Um, the first time it popped up again when we, I said burning um, hot images into the backs of uh, cattle. You have a goal. You've identified this is what you want to do. Now you have to say to yourself, when do I want it? And if I want it today, am I prepared to deal with it? One, if I get it. And two, have I done everything that I, have, that I need to do in order for me to maintain it if I were to have it? More than likely the answer is no, right? Yes. So what you need to do then is set up a timeline, determine what it is that, you know, I need to put in place for me to do that. And I'm rushing through this because I have, we don't have a lot of time. So please forgive me. Um, where and how do you get it? Identify the resources that you need. Where do you have to go and get it? Who do you need to identify as the person that give it to you? And that means to what extent, and then you have to look at to what extent do I, how far are you willing to go? And if you do that, who is it going to impact and how are they going to deal with it? Okay, I want to become a psychotherapist. I have to go back to school for four years. I'm a graduate, but I have to go back to school for another four years. I have two small children. I have a husband. Okay? How far am I willing to go? Am I going to go part-time, full-time? Am I going to give everything up work-wise so that I can just support my, my dream of becoming a psychotherapist? These are realities that you have to assess in your life because if you don't, you will hurt yourself. You're, you'll hurt your relationships. You will hurt yourself physically, trying to rush around, trying to be Superman, Superwoman, or whatever. And it's not a good idea. So you have to stop and assess. Um, why should you succeed at it? Very, very silly question, I know. But what makes you think that if you go for this one thing, you're going to be able to do well at it? It's a valid question. 
Because if you don't ask yourself this question before you go for the goal, and you get the goal, and you wind up messing it up, who are you going to be mad at? So make sure you're going for the right things. Okay? All right. Now, let's look at others. Everybody has relationships. Everybody's in the middle of family. Inte and exte. Right? You have your internal relationships, your core, and you have the people that are outside that you also need and that you also need to build relationships with. Very, very important stuff. So the one thing that you want to do is ask yourself, what do they want from for me? What do they want from me? If you find that you have a lot of people or a core group of people that are looking for the best for you, right? Those are the people you need to keep in your life. If you find that there are people that are looking for more from you than they want for you, what do you do? Auto-delete. <laughs> Auto ah. Because there are people that are looking to take from you the little bits that you have. They're looking to say, mm, if I help, even if they're looking to help you get, achieve your goal, the next thing you know, they will be in your house, sitting in your house, draining you and your family of the one little thing that you've got now that you've achieved this goal. So you have to assess those relationships. You have to determine whether or not they're positive enough for you to sustain them or if they're negative to the point where this person is going to be a leech on me. And I have too many people that I'm responsible for. I have two small children. I can't do it. So I'd rather not have your help now. Let's be serious. There are people that are looking to help you now because of the strings that will be attached to it. Can I get an amen? amen. All right. So if you know that, why are you still in a relationship? Who and what will be impacted? What, if anything, could be put in place to prevent any challenges with those that you impact? So, I have a plan. I have to set up a plan for this brand to actually develop properly. Right? What do you do? Do you or don't you know about being an artist? This is a first, an, another big question. What is it going to take? What is it going to take for you to be an artist, to be a good one? Um, and what do you need to work on? So we start identifying things like, oh, my, vo my vocal skills, I need to get some training, I need to learn how to write, I need some pro um, production um, experience so that I can actually know what I'm doing when I go into the studio. So these are very, very important things that they have to consider. And some other things, business management skills, the industry side, the business side of the industry, how so that if somebody comes in from the outside, I don't allow them to come and take over my career. It's my career. It's my brand. How many of you have sat down and allowed somebody else to come and take over your brand, who you are? Anybody? You have to be responsible. You have to be on time. You have to be honest. You tell a client that, I'll give you A. If the client comes, don't give the client B. Make sure that you've given the client A. Since you said, I'm giving you A, if the client comes, make sure that the client comes to meet A, not B. If the client comes to meet B, then it means the next time, if you tell the client to look down, the client will be looking up. So you need to build your brand on trust. It is very important. 
we'll do more of networking and other things. The networkings are very important. But if you network, I know that Clive, Clive can give me a very good website. I recommend Clive to other people. I recommend, I recommend. And then they go and they don't get what I I told them. That, oh, Clive, Clive is able to do this, that, and that, and that. And they go and Clive is not able to do that. What happens? The trust is lost. And before you can build that trust again, it will take a very long time to do that. So it's very important. Let's, let's build our brands on trust. It's very important. Now, what we did at Celuarts, in 2005, we used to write banners with our hand. And it could take us about two, three days to get you about three banners. Let's say you, you have an event and you want a banner for your event. It, it could take about two, three days to do that. Now we realized that it was not helping us. So what should we do? We need to get an equipment that can print a banner for you in about 30 minutes. You can get about four or five banners in 30 minutes. So in 2008, we started with our plan. We said we wanted this, we wanted, we wanted that. To save time, cost, and then let the client get whatever he or she wants. We needed to get an equipment that to save our clients. So instead of printing, uh, writing banners for two, three days, in 2012, we decided to get an equipment that could do that for you in just about 30 minutes. So let's say if you have a program, you're having a program this morning, just as big cases one and he comes to us and says, Selwat, we need a banner right now for our backstage. Within 30 minutes, we should be able to do that for Clive. Those are some of the things. That is one of the things that we decided to look at in order to build our brand. So save the two, three days of writing a banner and then just get it done within 30 minutes. They sit down, they say, no, we need, we need to make sure our logistics are on point. So they build a very strong logistic team. Now, if, let's say, a bank wants to open a new branch right now, and they call us, that sell what? We want you to come to our branch, brand it for us. We need it by Monday morning. By Monday morning, the client will come and see the whole place sorted out. We would take care of everything. That is what we we call trust. We should be able to deliver. Deliver on time and deliver the right thing to the client. Those are some of the key things that we should look at if we want to build an indigenous brand. We should, we, should, we should stand up to the task. If we say A, it should be A. If we say B, it should be B. Now, when we said we could print a banner for you instantly, 
here are some of the things that we think about. Are they professional? How sophisticated are they? Their social status? Do they like themselves? Can we even trust them? What's their educational level? What's their income? All these things are important to us when we see somebody. So I've got www. And it's not World Wide Web, because normally when we see it, it's on the internet. So when you're getting dressed or you're going out, think about where you're going, what you'll be doing there, and who else will be there. So you'll dress differently depending on where you're going, what you'll be doing there, and who else will be there. So just a few tips about how to combine that. Bright light colors and colors that are shiny attract more light and people will look at you more if you're wearing light, bright and shiny colors. Okay? What colors do we wear when we have a funeral or something really serious has happened? We wear black. Why? Okay, in terms of color psychology, black projects seriousness. And all the dark colors, black, brown, dark blue, dark gray, very serious, projects professionalism. So that's why if you're wearing your power suit, it's either going to be um, blue, dark blue or black with a high contrast and a bright color. Okay. If you notice, a lot of the, a lot of the guys are wearing um, plain with a bit of African print or African print with plain. It's a very good way to blend without looking too loud. So blend your plain colors with your print colors to be able to fit into different occasions. It's also a great way to create more clothes out of your wardrobe. Ladies, you don't have to always have a new outfit top and bottom when you're going out. Okay, remember, like, remember what Dr. Um, Albert Okran said, if you have more shoes than books, you're working on a thinker. You don't have to have so many clothes that every time you're going out, a new outfit. Learn how to mix and match what you, ha- what you already have and save your money for other things. So a good way to be able to blend and increase your outfits is to blend plain things with printed things. Does that make sense? Great. Okay, so... Somebody mentioned personality from how we're dressed, we're dressed. Know what works for your personality. Some people are very, you know, depending on what they do or what the business they're in, they're very extravagant, very glamorous, and they can carry off very well. You go and try the look and see how it make you look and feel. You probably won't even come out of your house. <laughs> okay? So be aware of what makes you feel comfortable and just feels like you, your authentic self. And know what fits your body. Your body. So, for example, because we want to look attractive, not distractive, If you're a lady who's very curvy, don't wear a straight skirt or a pencil skirt because it looks good on somebody who's a bit straighter. But if you've got curves, then the skirt will pull that way, will pull upwards, and you may look like an S. And it's supposed to be a straight garment. So, (laughs) okay. No, we have problem. (laughs) It is a problem. (laughs) I didn't ask you if you have problem. Okay, so beware of your curves, your shoulder area, your side area, behind and your front. The clothes shouldn't pull when you wear it. You can have styles which are very flattering, but are also very um, and attractive looking without being like, okay, she's wearing clothes, but I can literally make out her whole body. It is not appropriate, okay? It affects our success levels. So I want to ask you a question. How many of you here are employed? You, you go to you work? Yeah? Good. And how, many times you, how much time do you spend at work? Maybe four or five times a week out of the week you're at work. When we look into your wardrobe, it should reflect what you do, your lifestyle. If you're working full time and you have more party clothes than work clothes, <laughs> it's a problem. You're a worker. <laughs> you're a worker, yeah. Okay. If you, work, if you work in a corporate environment and you have more six-inch heels with bling bling and glitter and straps and you can't walk in the office, no, you're not serious. Yes, thank you, Jeremy. You're not serious. 
<laughs> okay. So when you look at your wardrobe, the amount of clothes you have and where you wear them to should reflect what you do and where you go and where, how you spend your time. Because if not, you be those ladies or those people that every time they're going out, everything comes out of the wardrobe. They put everything on. Doesn't doesn't work. They say they have nothing to wear. Put everything back. And someone's like, you have so many clothes. How can you have nothing to wear? It's because they're not the right things. When I see personal clients, we even go as far as picking out colors to suit your complexion. There are different colors that suit different people based on their hair, their skin tone, and their eyes, okay? But just for now, beware that what you have should reflect what you need to be able to do, okay? Um, Jibodi said, you own your body but not your image. Because once you come out and we see you, there's a message you're sending to us, and it needs to be the right message that you want to send across. Are we good? Fantastic. Okay, so I know it was a bit short, but we are for time so I'm going to get through it. The next thing I want to talk about is our behavior. Okay, You could be the best dressed person around but if you have bad manners or you're rude or nobody can talk to you, hey, as for that one, if you see her, don't look at her, she'll tell you something, you know, that's not going to help you, help your image. My mom, my mom used to say, it's nice to be important but it's important to be nice. That's the focus, that's what we, are, we drive now to re- position and rebrand and relook at our lives. Value. Now when you keep on producing value, it's, it's naturally creates what you call an impression. I know this person to do it. The food is good. She speaks well. Or you know how to present or do these things. Can repair vehicles, can repair laptops, can do websites. Because you are helping producing value for people, it's going to create an impression. I know him for this, her for that. A perception. Oh, for this. Quickly, if I ask to get me one mechanic you can quickly dial your phone, num- some numbers on sh- speed dial. Am I right? Certain numbers are on speed dial because they can help us when we are in need. The question for you now is, what will make someone refer you for business? What will make someone put you on speed dial? These are questions we need to ask ourselves. That if people can refer you easily or recommend you easily, it means you are building your authentic brand. You are missing the whole point of your brand. So re-examine and let's really look at ourselves. This is a key thing I keep saying, that without a sense of purpose and clear direction of your life, you will be building a fake brand of yourself. And most people, I might say even even this room, they are fake brands here. It's funny, but it's a little bit serious because at the end of life, whatever faith you believe in, I'm a Christian. That whatever faith region, we believe there's life after death. You're going to be judged or perceived by the value you help people, whether you live life on a purpose or not. Whether we are making name for ourselves or being celebrated in society, but not living on purpose. So before you build a brand, most people will go out doing all the outlook things, advertisements, blah, 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 social media, colors, logo, but find your purpose. If you don't find your purpose, you could do all the other things and succeed in the eyes of men. But deep down within you, something will be missing. And that's, what, that's the calling I'm, I'm, I'm telling all of us. Now let's go back and revisit our goals, our dreams, our purposes. Why we are here, why we want to do certain things. Is the name, the fame, or to help people. The value driven. So you look at your purpose. With that, you can build on that with ease. The names the previous speakers have shown to us, most of them are, be, are celebrated people. Am I right? But who knows whether they lived on purpose or not? But who knows? They were helping people in one way or the other. What are you doing today? 
So as we seek to build your brand, we think through, ask yourself, what is my purpose? What am I missing? Because if you miss that, you win by the end of life. There will be an emptiness within your spirit and your soul. The thing is, why will people want to do business with you? Ask someone, why will someone want to do business with you? Uh, get, a, get, a, get, a, get an answer. Get an answer. <laughs> get an answer. I want to talk about this. These three things, then we... People do business with those, one, they know, two, they love, and three, they trust. Ask someone who knows you. Who knows you? It's true. Whom you know works and is very important. That's why we need to build solid, clear, good relationship with people. Because you don't know the person to your right or to your left or behind or in front of you. So who knows you? Nobody knows you. So make sure that are you known? Not for known sake, but known for certain things, certain specific things. I say that in this particular age and at this stage of the global age, the world is not looking for generalists or jack of all trades. They are looking for experts in little areas, in niches. Are you experts in just repairing maybe uh, flip ties or something small, not trying to be everything to everyone? One clear example, I keep saying that if you drive a BMW and the mechanics around the street say, I repair all manner of cars, and once a BMW expert, where will you take your ride? Good. So some of us are becoming all manner of cars, repairing all manner of things. Uh, by the Kenyans, we call uh, okay, they don't call them a, a, any job. You know, those who help us on campus, any job. You can do everything. They are multi-talented people, but it's always that one thing. What is that one thing that can stand tall among all? Look at our fingers. You are the tallest. So there's something among all the five things that you can still do. What, that, what is that one thing that you want to project? Find that and project that. Now, let, 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 let me give you four P's to leverage your brand. Yeah, I hope this has inspired you or given some insight in your brand building process and building your personal and your corporate brand. The full length of the audio by each of the speakers will be available for purchase shortly and I'll keep you updated on that. At this time, I want to invite you to join the Personal Branding Network. If you really want to focus on building your personal and corporate brand, you need to be part of this mastermind group and community of like-minded individuals on the PBN Network as Personal Branding Network. Visit rebrandlive.com. That's www.rebrandlive.com. And subscribe to be part of all the full benefits available for you as a partner and as a member of the Personal Branding Network. Also, I want to recommend... And books on Amazon to you. Just visit www.amazon.com slash author slash Bernard Kelvin. And if you write a, a poet, you want to write and publish your book, especially digitally, you need to get a book. Why every entrepreneur must write a book, the ultimate guide to writing, publishing, and marketing, available also on Amazon on all the personal branding books are also for you. Personal branding for career success, the art of personal branding, all available on Amazon for purchase. This I want you also encourage you to leave a review on iTunes for us if you enjoyed our podcast. And if you have Stitcher on your Android devices, you can subscribe using Stitcher and search for Bennett Kelvin Clive and subscribe to the podcast and leave us your positive review. I wish the best and the best is yours in your life.